Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. I'd like to exchange an egg. I've made my choice and I choose me. Attention Beverly Hills 90210 fans. You are now entering a song by song. You're so precious to me. Episode by episode. Look, I hate you both. Never talk to me again. Count of the making of America's most famous zip code. May the bridges I burn light the way. With producers Charles Rosen and Larry Mullen and your host Pete Ferrero. Hey guys, don't go away, man. Just go away. It's now time for the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Okay, we're live. And we are just waiting on Brian to join us. We've heard from him, and he will be here in a second or so, we hope. Larry, how are yeah. you? <laughs> good. Uh, good. You know, it's been a fun week. Uh, weather's been good. Been getting out there and doing stuff. And, uh, you know, start it safely, safely, safely. Of course, it happened to be safe, safe of course. And I got to watch uh, some shows from high school, which I hadn't seen, Chuck. So I had never seen the next 50 years. So I got to see that and then got to you know revisit the Scared Straight and some of the other uh, stuff we had talked about. Yeah. So it was fun. You know, it was a busy weekend. I got to do my writing and, you know, all good here. Very mm-hmm. cool. And, and Charles, how about for you? Uh, busy? What you, what you got going on? Oh, busy. To do these podcasts, I just got to keep watching episodes and episodes. <laughs> and oh, who wrote that? Oh, I did. Right. So much I, I forget, but I'm having a good time, a good good uh, week too. Um, all things considered, you know, we're, we're we're still transforming in our nation, and uh, stay tuned for further details. Yeah, it was really great having Vistelius last week. I thought that was really uh, it yeah. felt uh, really a full show, and Chip had being there, and you know, look forward to all that again. You know, that was good. But next week, it's super exciting. We're going to be talking about divas. Uh, we're gonna do the entire little storyline there with um, where where all the all the actors are going out for the part, right? They're all yeah. Yes. I, and I, I wanted to go out for it too. You know, I, I I have my Tennessee Williams accent. I can do. Yeah, and we have Jason Carter. Roy Randolph is going to be with us. And and look who's here. I'm here. Brian. Hey. Hey. I did it. <laughs> Hi, man. How are you? What's going on? Lily's here. Okay. Group is here. Lily is a representative of all the fans, and they've been uh, banging out some questions for you. So they're just, just, they're just. There she is. There's Lily. (laughs) Right. There she is. We're doing good. Yeah. Five Um, of what? Six? We're waiting for uh, Darren. Darren, Darren I sent him the, the link. He may get he may have gotten uh, stuck on in customs on the yeah. other side of the border yeah. there. He's being quarantined. He has two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 14 minutes he's gotta be he'll off. He'll be here. Yeah, he'll he'll make it for sure. Yeah. Uh Brian, how are you? Yeah. How are you, man? How's your I'm how good. has quarantine been going for you? Are you all right? It's uh I <laughs> <laughs> here. 
Yeah, well, but you know, I mean, like, you know, it's a it's an interesting time period for sure that we're all living in, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. in the house and all that yeah. kind of stuff. How's that part portion of it treating it's, you? Uh it's it's strange. It's it's really weird. It's you know, doing like the remote learning stuff and everything with the kids and it's mm-hmm. uh it's odd. Yeah, I, I don't think it's easy for anybody. No. no. It's not. But I was thinking about Brian. The last time we actually saw each other, and Larry was there too, was mm-hmm. that that great fan fest you put yeah. on? Oh yeah, August. at the uh, yeah at the at the live uh, the live podcast. Tell yeah. the people about it who are on here now what you guys put together, what it did. It was such a fun uh, day for us, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a lot. Thank you, by the way, for doing all that. Um, it was it was cool. I've been doing I've been doing this podcast now for about three years or so this with bag pod. And, um, and so we've started doing these live shows um, that are, we, we sell tickets and, and we get people out and uh, we donate all the money. Uh, this year we donated to generosity.org to build right, freshwater right. wells. Right. And, uh, and we've, we started last year in Atlanta. My, my partner, uh, Derek and I had this great idea of like, oh, we'll do uh, Dragon Con, which is in Atlanta. We're like, oh, this is this is gonna be awesome, and uh, and they said no. So uh, <laughs> it was, it's like, all right, well, fair enough. So uh, so then we thought, you know, we'll we'll show them, we'll we'll uh, we'll rent out a space and and we'll we'll do our own thing, and we did. It didn't affect them at all in any sort of a negative way. It just gave mm-hmm. people something else to go to, but uh, it was really fun. And so the last one we did was, um, was it torn tie in the, in the uh, gymnasium? No, not the gymnasium in the, um, the auditorium. Was it? The auditorium. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, we had color me bad opened up, which was really fun. Was sort of a, a throwback to the, to the show. And um, it was, it was a good time. We had, we had a bunch of cast members up on stage and Chuck and Larry were gracious enough to, uh, we had some VIP uh, ticket holders. And, and so they did a, a full day of like a, a limo ride around and they were, and they came like from everywhere. Bus, right? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, came from, from Japan and, and England and Vancouver yeah. and Australia. It was, yeah. it was really uh, great. It was really cool. But they, they drove around and they, uh, they talked them through locations and they talked about the show a little bit and, uh, it was great. They they did a fantastic job for us. So it was, yeah, I mean, De- Darren Martin. There he is. Darren Martin. There he is. Darren's in. Hey, there he is Darren. Hey. The I, I took your lead, and we started talking about Fan Fest. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah, Darren. Um, before we which get into I that. actually I actually met Darren for the first time uh, last year at the the live thing that we did in Atlanta. And he had just yeah. gotten a tattoo because he had he had finally met everyone from the cast. Yeah. There it is. Oh, get it, it on camera. Yeah, well, where's the tattoo? I don't... Let's see. Here. Oh, it's right there. Gosh. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, no, there we oh, go. I see it. Yep. The yeah, date. it's a really cool. Uh, that that doesn't help at all. Dan. No, we're not seeing yes, it. No. <laughs> we're, we're just seeing your arm. We're being very nice. I understand. You've been working out. We're all being very kind about seeing it. Exactly. It's it's the design that's on your t-shirts that I made, Chuck. I know. I saw it. I realized. I recognize. Okay. That's very okay. cool. Darren, before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know we're all thinking about you. I know that you've gone through quite a bit uh, over the last few. And, you know, I think all of us can say that, you know, 
we love you, man. What you did for this show and for the fans of this show, uh, carrying the torch in times when nobody was talking about it. It's like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, just we, we appreciate it so much. Not to, not to mention the executive producer of the show. Also, thanks. You, you, uh, I don't know. You, you just always rock for all of us and for everybody. And I think you have an extended family. Yeah. And, you know, Thank it's you very much. not even just the group that's right here. But it's the group that's all popping in with questions, too. So it's great to have you. And I appreciate your time. I know you're going through a lot. So thank you for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's 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 kind of shift here and talk about some some David Silver stuff. Are you down for some? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why I mean, not? Darren knows. I, I have a really bad memory. So most of the stuff, I'm sure, I will not remember. But I'm on with Darren and Larry and, and, and Chuck. So it's, I, I'm covered. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just divert know. questions to them. We also oh, are going to do a little fun thing later where we have a bunch of pictures of scenes that you're in, and we're going to see if you can remember the other characters. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I can't even remember my own character most I know, of the time, but that's so. what makes it so fun and entertaining. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just seeing me stumble? <laughs> well, well I, I realized today I was looking at something, and – Basically, uh, you got 90210 was 292 episodes. Yeah. Um, Brian was in every one, as was Jenny and yep. as was Tori. You were the big three. And Ian, too, right? Yeah. No, Ian, in, uh, in the first season, they tried to weasel him, and they, and they made it that he had a 7 out of 13. They were you know, trying to save money everywhere. So oh, he got, right. that's when he wasn't in it. But right. they all got through that. And, uh, all right. But I was? David Silver was? 292. I must have had a real good agent at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, Brian, how do you, how does this, it's funny because this is so many years ago now and all that, but how does this even start for you? Like, how is it that you even hear about 90210 or you're going to audition and all that stuff? Where does that even come from? Um. I had, I mean, I had been acting for a while, so I had <clears> done like 13 or so pilots before that one, uh, which which obviously didn't get picked up. Um, so 90210 was class of, of Beverly Hills, and it was a pilot. And um, I, I went up into uh, Aaron's office, and I read with uh, with Doug Emerson, and I read with Ian, and I read with a, a few people, um, and and. Uh, and, and booked it and honestly just assumed that it was a, it was a pilot. And so we did, uh, we, we did the one and I was like, all right, good meeting everybody. See you later. And then, and then we got picked up for a few more. So we went back and did a few more and, and then we got picked up for the rest of the season. And it's like, Holy shit, what is going on here? But still people weren't watching the show. Right. Um, it wasn't until the, the summer episodes that all of a sudden, like within a two week period, um, it just completely changed. And it, it seemed like it went from nobody watching to everybody watching. So and, I'm, and I, I actually, funny enough, I'm doing some research here and I actually have, you know, some ratings. Oh, damn you, Chuck. You and your research. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, but it's you interesting. I mean, we're doing, we're doing sixes and sevens, not great. And then all of a sudden the episode, it's only a test. That was the one where, Brenda uh, thinks she may has a lump in her yeah. in her breast. Yeah. That one jumped from nine five to twelve eight, from March seventh to March twenty eighth. That is the end of the Gulf War. 
And then we were up in the 12s after that. The last one of the season, we're 15. And then when we start the summer, we're 19.1, Beach Blanket Brandon. Hmm. Wow. That's fascinating stuff. But do you feel like this moment here, and I'm gonna I have a little video, I don't think it's gonna play any any music, but is this the is this sort of the moment <laughs> <laughs> I knew it? Yeah, where it all was sort of breaks for you where you're you know, like, hey, this is this is you dancing, obviously, in the uh obviously, yeah. <laughs> right. <And this> is, <laughs> yeah. No, that was oh, Chuck dancing. audio version of this. And I'm, I'm thinking someone's my mind. driving somewhere being like, what the what are they talking about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's you dancing in spring dance. Is that the yeah. moment, do you think, where David Silver becomes like a part of all of this in a big way? Um I don't know. I, I it, it's I have a much different view of it. That I mean, that's a much better question for for Chuck. I kind of feel like I I knew there was a shift at one point when when Doug and I were both doing the show, and you had David and Scott, right? And realizing like, okay, one character, one character sort of has to uh, shift and grow with the others, but we can only do that with one. It's not so plausible with two. So there was. I kind of feel like it was up in the air a bit of like whether it was Scott or David and that that was. uh, Yeah, we we hadn't given much thought of it. And I didn't get the edict from Mr. Spelling that we were cutting. Despite the fact that we were starting to get good ratings, we were still cutting back our budget. So I that hadn't entered in the conversation. What I remember is that when I saw you that sequence and I was with Darren Starr. I don't even think I watched dailies on this episode, quite frankly. That's a sin for a, a showrunner. But I was, on, I was on a vacation. And just did, and Darren co-joins me, and we're looking at it. And we just basically said, no, cut others. We cut scenes so you could dance. So just keep the dancing going. We actually really? cut one dialogue scene. I remember doing that with him. And the fact is, is that at that point, you know, it was clearly you were an underutilized talent. And Thank you. I, just to, to tell the fans, so I didn't really know much about acting. I didn't have a relationship, not my background. My background was news, except in high school I did drama. But, you know, and really it didn't have those kind of relationships. And I wanted to have the, to know what the cast thought about what we did in the first season and where we could go. Yeah. And I invited everybody to come to my office and talk to me. And really, the only two people in the course of the series who really took advantage of that was was Luke and you, Brian. You would come to me. You tell me you keep me abreast of your music. You would tell me what's going on. Uh, Luke would tell me everything I was doing wrong, and what I. (laughs) But 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 that's what made Luke special. Was that like he was absolutely, absolutely, he was truthful uh, almost to a fault, but. But not. It was it was in a lovable, supportive way. He was, I, he was I would great. call it my eight thirty call every morning. Eight thirty, really? the phone and and Christine Pettit, my assistant, would go. Uh, Luke's on the phone, and he's on the set. Yeah. Right. But, but actually, he, he never really called. That's not true. He never called to change lines while he was on the set. He called when he was in his dressing room. Right. You know, right. He never he never stopped. He never sprung it on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, we never had that moment. Right. Nice. When we talk about the, this episode, we talk, you just talked about, uh, you know, the Douglas Emerson a little bit <laughs> and all that That's from years ago, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously you guys kind of rolled with this part together. And yeah. then at some point it's decided, and I'm going to ask you, Chuck, who decides it's time to pick one and move forward. Um, well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't such an either, either or quite frankly, especially after we saw this, you know, um, we, we, we just knew that, you know, Brian was someone going to work with and, and Doug, you know, had, was just was great for what we needed because these guys were, you know, I think we've told the fans, you structure a story for old line network television, you used to have an A story, a B story and a comedy runner. Brian and Doug were the comedy runners. David and Scott were the comedy runners. I didn't even think of them for anything else till I saw you dance. And then moving towards a major drama based on the fact that one of the pair is going to uh, be die in a gun accident and the other one's going to have to deal with it in the and it was your first time that episode we called it the next 50 years it was the first one Brian that you had to you actually had a, a real dramatic core uh to to your character yeah. Yeah. do you think that's right Darren am I am I am I yeah, for yeah sure. no, that was that was a big shift yeah. I remember that was that was the point where the comic relief thing sort of stepped aside and it was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, this is like real stuff. I'm, I'm dealing with real stuff. I'm not, it's not egg fights and stuff like that. Like this is, you know, this is real. This is the scene with Jason and all of that. in the DJ booth, I remember was, uh, there, was, you, go. Uh, there, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing though. I've, I've talked to Jay too since then. Like that was, um, that was a big moment for me as, as an actor, because you know, you, up until that point, I was I was sort of in this mode of like this is I, I'm just here to entertain, and that was that sort of forced me to listen a little bit more and respond and be present in a moment, which I had done before, but not completely on on 90210. And um, and so I, I gained a lot working with him, and he was he was a great person to to work with. And Dan Addy supportive. is talking about our director, really the yeah. was our ace director, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm interested though in talking about your acting. Um, in that in that moment, it's tough to know because you're you're so young and you're getting into acting, and you you've been in other things prior to where you're really challenging yourself. But where are you even drawing from? Because the scenes are absolutely incredible, man. I mean that the stuff that you do with Jason in that. That in that booth, um, even you know, reacting to the gunshot and all that stuff. I mean, where is all that coming from at that age? Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for speaking well of what I did. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? It was, it was a tough situation for us. I had known Doug for years before before the show, and I remember when. We got the script and we we learned that he was going to be leaving, and it was it was in a very abrupt way, um, and that was that was hard for us to deal with because we knew all of a sudden we were on a show that people were watching that was doing well, and that he was he was going to do this last scene. I remember like I remember on his last day, he and his mom had come in and they had rewritten one of the scenes where he doesn't die. It's like, a, it's a flesh wound. And then, <laughs> and he stays around and, and, you know, and it was, and it was yeah. really sweet. Like I, I understood it, but at the same time it was like, okay, that's, you know, that's funny, but obviously that's not what we're going to be. She was shooting. a very, 
she was, I don't know if she's still living. She's a very sweet lady, Doug's yeah. mother. I remember yeah. her very well. Absolutely. D so and Doug is, a, Doug is a super sweet scene? guy also. He, the actor rewrote the scene? Yeah, he yeah, and his he mom. doesn't die. You know, that it, that he doesn't die. It's a flesh yeah. wound. Oh, yeah, he really he just did not want picture. to uh, to be done, and and no. I and I understood that, and no, so no. I that. think I think that was a big thing for all of us to to yeah. draw on. Was like I don't you know, think I ever saw up to that point. I don't think I ever saw Jenny that upset. The, the really? last his last shot, whatever, wherever that it was on our stage. I don't think it was in the yeah, location. It was, yeah. it was in one of the in fact, it could have been the same day as your. Um, DJ uh, rant with with Brandon. It, it could have been that it day. Might have been, it yeah. Have been it was it was in the day. high school hallway. I remember. Yeah, I remember exactly. him showing up there. And, yeah. yeah. Melanie that Rose was, says that episode was so powerful. There you go, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We always like. Thanks, that. Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Was. For you, when we talk about next 30 years, I'm curious. Uh, that's got to be 50. tough. On, I'm sorry. Yeah, next 50 years. 50. Uh, I'm thinking it was How 30 years ago that this happened. Oh, God. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> fucked it all up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And broadcast. No, uh, no Chuck, I, mean, I want to know what you were going to, what you thought of it. I mean, that had to be tough for you guys to, you brought Douglas on and, you know, you were, you're planning on this whole group, and then at some point you say, "Okay, we're removing." But you it. have to remember, I'm looking at a diff from a different perch. Yeah. So, my and one of them is is that it's my job to keep the trains running. Right. And so once we realized what track we were on, um, in all it's due respect to Doug, who I got to see again at Fan Fest, I hadn't seen him uh, in all those right. years. Yeah. That was not my focus. My focus yeah. was to make sure that the episode that we were writing about a gun accident wouldn't would would be um would be would be up to the the standards that that it could be and i thought we did so that was always my focus this was the only episode that both the network and and mr spelling sandy and, and aaron got together in the office and asked me not to do mm. and it's the only time only one out of a whole 144 and I just made the case why I had to do it. And they said what Mr. Spelling always used to say to me when, when he wasn't going to beat me down and he knew it, he just said, then make it great. I think Chip said that last week with Home and Away. That was what he used to say to me. You got to make it great, woman. You know, and um, so they gave me the freedom to do this. And I invited Karen may pop up. Uh, she's upstairs um, to say hi to you, Brian. But um you know, I we had a really good collaboration, my wife and I, uh, because she's very strong in dialogue, and I tend to be pretty good with story and scene dynamics. So it was a really good blend, and those those great words that the the fans right on cue. I swear to God. Oh, okay. We're, there um, she is. Hi, There's hi. Karen. Hi. Hey, Karen. How are you? How are you doing? It's so good to see you. How are you? Hi. And you look pretty. No, no, it doesn't and you were work. saying something. It doesn't look. You look. He was. He was. He was uh, singing your praises. So yeah. it's, it's actually perfect timing. Then you're in. Karen, while I have you here, what is it like writing with Charles, particularly on the next fifty years? It was easy. It was easy. People. Uh, it was one of our fun things that we did together because, like, he's. I. I heard him as I came down the stairs. He was saying, "He's Mr. Structure. He's really good on structure." Yes. And he and I had a more of a comedic dialogue thing was my fun, but, but I came from theater, so um, 
you know, I'd write, he'd write, he, he would be instrumental in um, setting up this instructor, the act rates, et cetera. And then let me go, you know, take a, take a stab at the dialogue. It was fun. Really fun. You know, what's really funny is I never, I never knew the dynamic between the two of you. Like I didn't know who did what because I was young and you, you, you're, I was sort of in that stage of like not asking questions of like, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, they're just husband and wife. And they, they do this. So it's, it's interesting for me to learn now um, who, who did what, like who, who was good at what part and how, when, and how you guys else, work together. Yeah. You guys hear me? Am yes. I too yeah. far away? You can hear no. me? You can hear you, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing is, is that Karen liked to be on the set. Yeah. And I um, had set avoidance. So, um, you know, I'd be in the, the other parts of it. So she would be there kind of, uh, you know, seeing that the, that our interpretations of the of the episode were were carried out by the directors, right? You have a couple of great songs in here, Charles. Too, I know you love talking about the original score of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. We talk about that sometimes. You got uh, Garth Bye, Brooks, Karen. Bye, Karen. You got Garth Brooks in here, Friends Bye. in Low Places, right? And you also get Knocking on Heaven's Door in here. Yeah, uh, yeah. With the two, it was a twofer. I want. I, I was just writing about this episode today, Brian. I should tell you this. Darren knows. I think the fans know. So because Peter got me, roped me into doing this, I've been watching all these episodes and giving them a second look, right. and kind of remembering what I first thought about it or what maybe I wrote about it in the past, and right. now you know, looking at it again with fresh eyes. And so I looked at this episode with fresh eyes and it reminded me when uh, we had that Garth Brooks, you know, friends in low places. It was because Diana Valentine told me, who was our script supervisor, is a working director now, was really great. I think she probably did every episode uh, after the second year um, for for the whole season. She's the one that said, you know, you haven't done one country Western song and you're doing this with he's going to coming back from Oklahoma you need to have a song. And I said, well, pick one for me. She said, well, this is the one everybody likes. And that was Friends in Low Places, which was the, she played it. It was perfect. And, uh, and it turned out Garth Brooks was a fan of the show, as opposed to Axel Rhodes, who was not a fan of the show, which wasn't surprising. You know, we had our, you know, uh, you know, no, that's totally down. surprising to me. <laughs> I would expect, I would expect that he would be on stage wearing a 90210 shirt. Uh, <laughs> well, the other one, yeah, well, he just wasn't going to be for it. But the interesting thing is, is that, and Larry would know this about Bob Dylan. You want to get a Bob Dylan song and use it as a, a license, he'll just sign off on it. He doesn't really, he's not trying to make any money off. He doesn't need to. He just is, it's a very easy to, to wow. license his songs. It used to be for network television, at least it was for us. And so we had him. So what we ended up doing was then recording, having a, a, a our, our close friend, Jamie Young, who was a music attorney, had a, a, a garage band kind of girls, you know, kind of a runaways kind of thing. And they we did a recording. Kenny Miller ran the session and uh, it was like two takes and out. And that's what you get knocking on heaven's door, which I think is also that's the underscore right before it. it in the real version, that's the underscore right before you uh, – that's playing at the start of your uh, rant with, with hmm. Brandon. Brian, when, hmm. was the, when was the last time you saw that episode? Um, probably when it aired. <laughs> no, I'll send yeah. it to you, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta see it. You'll be, you'll be blown away. I'd like to hear your thoughts after you see it. 
I, uh, I'm a little, I don't, I don't watch a lot yourself, of stuff. Because Brian. I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm super critical of stuff. Don't like be, I, no, I hate hearing my voice you. on answering machines. Remember when answering machines existed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, yeah, I'm super critical of myself. I, I, I don't usually watch stuff. that uh, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I thought you were fantastic in it, and you should you should definitely give Talk this particular you. episode a go back because uh, there's even that line, Chuck, that you wrote in here, or one of you, Karen, wrote uh, uh, when uh, David is sort of in the booth with um, Brandon, and he says it doesn't it, you know it doesn't matter what you say about people; it's more matters about what what you say when they're uh, when they're here, right? So there's I, I botched that, but uh, do you remember writing that, Chuck? <laughs> She wrote it. You, you didn't hear what I was Do you remember Peter. writing that? Wait, go put rewind it. I've said what what five times. I did the story, she did the dialogue. So Love I wrote no likes. Not what she wanted to know. And the truth is, when I worked with Larry, I did the story, he did the dialogue. I mean, it yeah. was you know, it was uh I didn't have much faith in my dial as much faith in my dialogue then as I as I do now. Yeah. Um, I had never seen the episode, Chuck. I saw it this morning, and Brian. What'd you think? Oh, what really? You think? First of all, I, I was, you know, Brian is so young. I mean, how how young were you when you started the show, Brian? Seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I did it from seventeen to twenty-seven. And, and you're playing a kid who's like on a razor edge, even before the accident. It seems to me like a real kid, a child of divorce. I was really, I was really into where you were coming from in the thing. I was totally. Watching Doug, I was going like, he's not should be even in the show. I hope they're gonna kill him, and they did. I mean, I know I just <laughs> that's, that. that's, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> no way the other kids are ever gonna accept him. He's like, he's Larry, Larry, this is a sweeps episode, Chuck. Someone's gonna die tonight on Beverly Hills 90210, and it's Doug. Thank God. <laughs> wait a minute! I know. Wait, hold up, hold up! I know. I, I, know, what it means. I know what he means. Oh, what do you think it was between Doug and Harry Potter? Is that yeah, what? No, it was? I know it. I know what Larry's trying to say. Yes, I get what he's trying. When to say. I joined the show, it was moving really fast, and so I had to just kind of catch up on as much as I could to jump in. So I had never yeah. really done the the Doug Emerson episodes that much, right? And uh, I, I remember I as a kid, you know, that was a promo that that you guys were running at the time. You know, someone's going to die on nine hundred two and zero. Yeah. Right, so I understand yeah. what you're saying. Getting married, that, that, that is, you met him. That is vintage Sandy Grushell. That you met <laughs> Sandy Peter. That's what, who he is. That's right, what he is. right Sandy. <laughs> All right, let's move on past this episode. In we we were talking about another. But why we're, we're getting into the good stuff now? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say that it was really good. It was very. I was going to say if I could. Mm. I was amazed because you carry the whole episode. I mean, it's yeah. a big episode. You've got to carry the whole emotional yeah. arc at the end. There's a great, you know, you really, it's it's big. I mean, you know, it delivers really big time. And Chuck and Karen did a great job. But I, I was really impressed with how it all got, kind of came together. Because at first, I just so hated the family of the Scanlans. I'm saying, right. people, this is so annoying. I know we have to go through this, but I don't want to be with these people any longer. Right. <laughs> and... Uh, I well, we brought him back in. We brought him back in season three for a presumption of innocence, which Karen wrote about uh, incest. Yeah, mm-hmm. the mom, Scott's mom, the act, yeah. not the actress, but the the character is she is an annoying character. Not, I'm not talking about the actor. I don't know what she's like, but yeah, no. uh, yeah but uh, well, she was making her feel guilty. I mean, she, that was her job to kind of make yeah. him. Well, I, it's funny. Story. I told you I took a look at it today, and one of the, the name is Jenny O'Hara. She's on the board of, of SAG. 
This woman, you, you look go on her IMDb, and she has worked nonstop since 1980, and there's a reason for that. And and I just thought, you know, we give the. I was thinking, you know, sure, you're here. You're two young actors. You're both getting your opportunities. You've got a strong director in Dan Adius, but those scenes, Fry, that you had to play off opposite her, and you regress back to being like nine years old, ten years old. Um, she's so effective, which is why Larry is saying what he's saying. Absolutely. No, no, it was effective and, and necessary to make it yeah. all work. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was good. I mean, I totally enjoyed it by the end. Like I said, I was very happy, and the music Definitely. was great because Peter yeah. uh, gave me the original music, so I heard the original music. Yeah. Hey, Darren, um, uh, when you're watching it as a, do you remember watching it the first air, or, or what's oh, your thoughts right. on it as a fan watching it back? All right. Where I lived in Canada, we didn't actually start airing it until the middle of season three. Mm -hmm. So well, I, you, I actually caught the, that episode in syndication. What's your thought? Time out. Time out. What part of Canada were you living? Because we were there from the first episode. Canada it was the only place we played. Yeah. It was us in Canada and Australia. They were the they were the three yeah. we sold right at the top. So Toronto. The first episode Toronto. I saw on on broadcast was uh, High Wire, the one where Gil Myers and Andrea. Yes. Yeah, that's the first one I saw. I, I lived in Eastern Canada and we got it on MITV, but M M I guess we could have, we didn't have cable. MITV, yeah. Yeah. MT says, Brian, you gave beautiful and consistent, understated performance of David for 10 years. So that was a, a beautiful, a beautiful. Yeah, comment. no, I read that. Thank you. Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, also joining us in chat, by the way, is uh, Ryan Thomas Brown, of course. Months. Hey, he Ryan. Is following us along. We had, we had Ryan What's going on, on man. Earlier. Ryan was on a few a few weeks ago. Uh, when we talk about the other episode, we wanted to talk about. God, with I you. haven't. That's a that's another name. That's a total like flashback for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, Ryan was awesome. We we had so much fun. He was so great being there, and it was. You know, the the show was, it was our cast, but it was this, like, integral surrounding cast that really sort of kept the, the universe of what we did working. And uh, it was it was crew, it was guest actors, it, it was recurring actors, it was background. I mean, we had people that were really, uh, that were just all in for us. And, and, and Ryan was, was one of those for sure. All right. I said we were going to throw some pictures at you to see if you remember people and whatnot. Uh, but you'll definitely remember this, these people for sure. What was your thoughts on working with uh, Mel and Jackie? Yeah. So I had, I had met Matthew before, before the show. I, I forget where, where it was or why it was, it was some like charity event or something. Um, but both, I mean, we had, Again, I, I don't want to bore the crap out of people, but we had an amazing, uh, we had an amazing group of uh, of people around us, and and that was that was one of the reasons I think that the show did as well as it did. Like everybody was, everybody was a team player, and everybody tried really hard. And um, for for a show like that, it's it's important. It's it's important for morale. It's important for uh, for that sense of like, you know, not, okay, when, when are we done? You know, but, but like, Hey, let's, let's do some really cool stuff and, 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 be right. honest and, and make this the best we can. And particular with Matthew, you have to remember Matthew, 
I think he was a star of one or two, you know, the starring role in one or two series that had been, you know. Yeah, yeah, he there. was, yeah. So to come back on our show and. What and, was his brother's name, Mitchell? I think so, yeah, they right. played together. Yeah, they're, they're twins. Yeah, yeah. and they oh, were, wow. you know, yeah. they were the stars of the show. So to come back and have this part, which is an auxiliary part to an auxiliary part, um, you know, he like, you know, was wanted, urged me to do more for him. You know, and 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 ultimately, however, the more he was on the show, the more whatever it was, he just was happy to be. You know, it was it was right. exactly as Brian says. The atmosphere um, was different than most television shows. You know, you'd yeah. you'd uh, you'd hang out with the crew. Uh, yeah. You know, Eric Lopez and and others of that ilk. You know, yeah. you guys would just go because the crew we were a non-union crew then. They were basically the same age as the actors. A lot of I've said before too. I think I think the fact that um, that we shot in Van Nuys I think had a lot to do with that. The fact that we weren't on a lot, so mm -hmm. we didn't have we didn't have people around us that created this sense of like how big we were at the time we would go to work and it, we it was they were warehouses that were converted into sound studios so we had they were manufacturing porn next to us and then they were manufacturing workout equipment across the street right so we were on this little sort of dead end like cul-de-sac in van nuys on calvert and and so it would be absolute mayhem on the weekends when we would be going and doing like appearances and all of that and then monday through friday it was you get to work and you, you, you work. And, and, and there was nobody, there weren't, uh, there weren't people that weren't a part of what we were doing. Um, blowing smoke or, or, you know, or, or, or doing that, which, uh, which I think can happen more when you're on a lot, you have a commissary and you have those common areas. And so you have people going, you know, uh, acknowledging you and going, Oh, Hey, the show was great last right. week. And we didn't have any of that. We, we, it really, what what we had was uh, it was this really cool little world. I mean, we had as actors, we had really terrible dressing rooms. <laughs> we had like really bad. Yeah, we yeah we they were like little hallways. Um, but that was we. It was what we had. It wasn't you know we weren't we had nothing to compare it to. We didn't we we shared uh trailers all the way through i mean we had these double banger trailers that you had two two like rooms in one and and so it was all about like who was who was with who and i remember for a while we had we had these rooms that were all wood paneled and, and jason and i had ones that were adjoining so they had accordion doors down the middle so we would open those so we would have a big room and we both smoked yeah, yeah. and you guys yeah. would play a lot of games right there'd be Contests going on and things, right? A lot in the beginning, or am I uh, misreading yeah. that? No, we did. We was it, it was it was a really fun, odd time. I mean, we shot we shot a lot at Torrent High the first season because we we hadn't built this the school hallway on, on a on a set completely yet. So we were we were still shooting there a lot, and uh, and so you know, and we took over. This school. I mean, these poor students. Like we, we completely we we took over. Well, I don't know, if you, parking and I don't know if you remember this, Brian. Our original sh and Larry, this was really hell. Our original shooting schedule was we got um, was Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, because, I don't remember that because Duke thought 
Well, maybe Torrance High School mandated. We would have one day. We couldn't do that. And uh, so what that basically meant is that we work. I work seven days a week because Mm -hmm. what was I supposed to do that Monday? You know, go to the beach? No, you know, it was there was no weekends. It got off. After well, Christmas, you could have, Chuck. That's you made that choice. We wouldn't be talking <laughs> now if I did. You know, that's for sure. But um, we, uh, after the Christmas holiday, we were able to go back to a normal schedule. And, uh, All right, Brian, I got another person to see if you remember who this is. Okay. Okay. We did this episode a while ago, but. Uh, All right. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, he was on the Heights. Yep. Yes. Howard. Was, Howard. His name, his name was Zachary Thorne. Yeah, Zach was great. And he was the father of Punky Brewster. No. What? No. There's yes. no way that's possible. Yes. No. I swear. I think it's he, he have a baby? Brewster. Why did he knock her up when he was 16? I mean, I come know. on. When he was six? Like how? I can't check on that. I, I, he was <laughs> a rock and roller. I mean, I mean, I remember the. He old was in the Heights. Yeah. With Jamie. Like Jamie. Yeah. Like Jamie. yeah so so we had. Uh, because the Heights was a spelling show, also we had met Jamie and and, and most of the cast um, doing doing mm-hmm. charity stuff and parties and whatever. So when when he was hired and he came on, like we already we already got along really well. It was again, it was a really cool group of people. Like we would have guest actors, and it was we had everybody on our show. And and so they were all either people that we knew or that, you know, that other people in the cast had known. So there were no strangers there. We were really welcoming of, of everyone. Um, All right. Here's another one. Now this is from, I won't even tell you, but here you go. There's no way. Bo Jesse Christopher. There you go. (laughs) So, so Bo Jesse. Making that face, Larry, that is the, the drug dealer. That's the guy that he goes Andy, to. Andy. I, I can't Andy. even remember that. Yeah. So, so Bo, Jesse, and I were friends w- like long before the show. When I used to hang out with David Faustino before 90210 started, right. Right. we right. hung out at Bo, Jesse's apartment because he, he, he had an apartment with another guy. And so we, we would all hang out. It was like a group of five guys and we would go there and drink and hang out and, and party and all that. So I think I, I don't know if he came into audition like out of nowhere oh, sure or did. if it was something. Well, I'm sure he did, but I don't know if it was something that I suggested, and so that's why I, I have no. Or if he just randomly came in, but yeah, that's Bo Jesse, and he's. Were you he's able really, to get a lot of? Were you able to get a lot of your friends to audition, like with Diane Young, or or after that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, thought, it was yeah. it was definitely open. They they were uh, they they. They weren't. They didn't give them roles, but they, it was definitely open. Like, oh, hey, you want to come audition for the show? Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll give them a call, and they, you know, and they would uh, they put them on the list, and they'd be done. Which was, which was really cool because it was. I didn't realize at the time, like it was a really big opportunity for a lot of people doing the show. Uh, again, we were removed from it, so I didn't, I didn't understand the outside perspective of it completely. Um, right. But for actors, I mean, we had. Jaiman Hansu was in the pilot. He he was a bouncer. He was the one that turned uh, Brenda away with the fake ID. Oh wow! And, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, we had unbelievable people on the show. Um, Jaiman, super nice guy, but I, I'm sure selectively doesn't remember. <laughs> 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 um, 
I think he's wiped his memory of that. Hopefully. Do you remember doing the drug storyline, uh, you know, where the, we talk, show those two guys, Howard and whatnot, and then eventually, yeah. you know, you're, there's an episode called Scared Straight uh, where you guys flush the drugs. Where we flush them down the toilet. Yeah. Do you remember doing that? I, I, I do remember doing that. Um, I, I really remember at the time not knowing much about speed and, and so really having to um, ask and, and understand it a little more. And, you know, that was when God, I was, I was taking speed and drinking orange juice. And that was <laughs> that orange juice apparently was the shuttle for speed at that right. point. Um, uh, you and me both, man. That was not my, uh, yeah, I had no idea. I had done that. I had interviewed a couple of uh, meth heads, uh, because we could not have you snort it, obviously. The, the right. network didn't let you. So we had to find a way to deliver it to you. Right. So I asked some friends of mine and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With orange juice, it dissolves. It. You, you know, you, you get high, you get a little nourishment. It's great. Right. So, uh, there you I, go. I, I got to write. Like, Every opiate In crunch time, I got to write this speed rap for you, which you do this whole oh. rap for Donna that she didn't stay up to watch the show. And you go <laughs> of pages it's fantastic oh i love it yeah i mean it's probably one of the better things if, when we're doing this show i mean you, you're so fucking good doing that speed rap do you remember that <laughs> no <laughs> i don't yeah. you know, the, the thing that i love about it is that it's the culmination of something that we set up not only that and, and really didn't talk about very much and and, and peter brought it up to me uh, a couple of weeks ago you know the pressure that the character David Silver would have had to put himself under to decide, I'm going to graduate with all my friends instead of staying at West Beverly and being right. the big man on campus, because you already were the big man on campus. You would have even grown bigger um, and to be there. And you, you kind of you lose your equilibrium. You know, here, I, this is what I did in college. I was the radio DJ. I was the heart of the school. And now I'm in this university, a state university. And you got that nighttime shift. And I know when I started University of Wisconsin, they said, yeah, you can be on the radio. We'll put you on from two to four. Right. And my friend Steve Bornstein, who ended up after many years later becoming the president of Disney, we had the radio show together. I couldn't stay up. I couldn't, you know, it was wrong. So you and did I, you always and remember juice? that. Is that what you're getting at, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> orange juice. You were a yeah, big fan always. of speed? Or just orange juice? Uh, yeah, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't fresh squeeze like California. I was in Wisconsin, you know. I took my share of speed. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. There uh, we go. Whole new show for you, Pete. Larry, <laughs> my speed was called caffeine. Well, All in right. that episode though, you have a lot of great scenes with Luke. Um, you know, talking each other uh, off yeah. the ledge and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, what's it like working with him uh, in those, particularly in those scenes? Is there something that you're taking away from him every time that you? act with him i mean and, and personally as well what's it like working with him luke and i luke and i had met before he started doing the show we both did a dr pepper commercial at a drive-in theater and um and and so we met doing that and then when i saw him on set i was like oh hey and he was like hey yeah the guy from the dr pepper commercial but we it was there were a bunch of people working on that commercial. So it was really, it was really cool that we, we got along as well as we did. Um, Luke is a, Luke is a stand-up guy. Luke is, um, Luke is a super supportive 
um, loving. Um, he he was one of those guys that he was always pushing you to really uh, like be in the moment and and feel and and he he didn't he didn't mess around much on set when it came time to work. Like we would all mess around in rehearsal and do that kind of stuff. But at the point when we were shooting, he was, uh, he was completely there on camera and off camera. And, um, and that, that he was, he was one of the special, the special people that way. Cause there, I've worked with a lot of actors before that. And since that, they they save they they save their performance for on camera, and then when they're off camera, they just sort of phone it in, which isn't super helpful as an actor to to have. Um, and Luke wasn't one of them. Luke was would give one hundred and ten percent all the time. Was there anything that you took from him as an actor when you watched him? Was there an influence there? Uh, just his honesty. Um, I I took that from him as an actor and just as a person. Uh, it's, there's, there's a part of, of Luke when, uh, when he passed, um, that, uh, I always think to myself as I'm going through something like what, there's that voice in my head that, that says like, what, how would Luke handle a situation like this? Because I, I envy that, Mm. um, he, he would handle even the toughest of situations with a sense of grace and, and, and purpose. And he was, he was a really um, influential person that way. He, he commanded respect. He didn't demand respect. Um, and so that's, that's something for sure that I took away from the relationship with him and that I'll, I'll always have. It's always in the back of my head. Like uh, sometimes when I'm laying in my room at night, like I, I think about that because I know he's looking down on everything. And uh, I just wonder like what, you know, how it looks for him and, and, and how he would feel about choices that I'm making and, and the person that I'm, I'm trying to be. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a really, he was a really special guy. And for and people that-, that got a chance to know him, um, they're lucky. And you see all of his performances in 90210, outside of 90210, just an incredible gifted talent. He brought something to everything that he did. Yeah. I mean, I've I watched everything that he's done. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you about someone else. Shift gears a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Donna Martin. Tori, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are iconic together. It's like Bert yeah. and Ernie, right? Donna and David. Uh, a little bit different. Bert and Ernie were gay, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, the names that go together, right? It's just, it's just they, they're synonymous with each other. Uh, you, how did? When did you meet her? Did you know that it was going to be something like that? And what is your relationship like today? We met. We met on on the pilot. Um, and we hadn't met before that. And uh, it was the thing that we had that was, that was a, a real bond for us, thinking back on it, is that we were the youngest of the show. So we had, we had a bond because we had sort of familiar 
lives at that point. I mean, we were, I think we're only a month, a month apart. Um, is that right? A month? Yeah. Two. No, 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 no. Her, her birthday is, is the same as Megan. May, so May 16th. Yeah. I knew Darren would know Darren, that. Darren, we just, yeah. just go right and yell, at, and yell at me. If I, if friend. I get it right. friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, so we were, we were relatively the same age. We were, we were going through a lot of the same things and it was, it was sort of, it was a bond, uh, you know, being the age difference between ourselves and the other people wasn't huge, but at that age, it's huge. And, and so the, the, the things that they, that Jason and Luke and Jenny and I were doing were much different from the things that we were doing just because of our, our age and the, the ability to do them or not. So well, they got paired up. They got, they got paired up because of the, um, in one sense, because here you were being the, um, we knew you did comedy. And in that same spring dance episode, they, we put uh, Tori in a hoop skirt and she was right. having trouble sitting down. My right. Date, my girlfriend at my senior prom wore a hoop skirt. So I knew the, 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 how wonderful hoop skirts are. Um, my son, belt. And yeah. so she, um, so that they started playing together with comedy. Remember in the summer, you did some, you did some summer school and you did yeah. some show together. Yeah, but, we did a lot of comedy stuff together. But, and that was mostly that until, and I just saw it uh, preparing for this. Um, the, there was an episode we did really focused on I and a terrific one called Chucky's Back. Oh, did you prepare for this? Because I, I didn't at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm swinging it right now. I remember I'm writing this book, so I got I to gotta look at all these things. Remember, yeah. I, you know, and everybody's going to love this book out there, right? That's why yes, I'm writing no, it. Charles it's Rosen's book is coming. Larry yeah, Mullen has someday, it. Someday. Someday. Yeah, um, so anyway, but you, it was the only, it was Chucky's Back, and you got to dance again. It was the only one I really, you really, Busted some moves. It was really great, and that's when she kisses you on the dance floor because the guys yeah. are teasing you. Right. Keys, excuse me, teasing her for being with you. Right. And uh, I think that's when your romantic moment started. Yes, I huh. like him. She said, uh, you know. So. Oh right, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, right. you know, kind of yeah I don't. She uh, said I like him, and I don't like it too bad. <laughs> what yeah, was exactly. that? Yeah. Lily, you said almost nothing. Nothing. Yeah. What, what was that? Well, we give Lily so the please. answer. Please yeah. repeat what you just said because I missed it. I said Donna said, "See, I like him, and if you don't like it, that's too bad." There you go. You know what? Him. I do. I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, then there's a moment in the Donna and David saga where this person destroys all things. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you remember in the back of the limousine? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the babyface episode. That yeah, was where so we about that, but do you remember working with with Kari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was great. I had known Kari way before that. Again, it was that thing of like all of a sudden people are cast and they come on set and you go, "Oh, that's awesome! I can't believe you're doing this." So it was really it was it was fun that way because you never knew who was going to be there and who you know the the casting office. Even though it was a part of it was on one of the stages, it was in the front of one of the stages. So we didn't see people right. going in and out. We weren't really, we were in the back working. So, uh, so when people would show up on set or you'd see their names on a script or on a call sheet, like, Oh, Monday. Oh my God, Kari's doing it. That's awesome. So you, I wouldn't know until, until oh, that cool. point. 
Yeah. But she was, she was fantastic. That, that, uh, that storyline and that, that episode was really, was really fun. Larry, you kind of brought her into the deal, right? I yeah, remember Ariel, you. Ariel you Excuse me? Ariel Hunter, her name was. Yeah, right. You brought her in? Yeah, I brought her in because, uh, yeah, it's it, Donna's helping David with his music career, and she, you know, she, and she inadvertently introduced him to Ariel Hunter, who then winds up screwing him. <laughs> right, yes. You know, I, I actually got David Lavid twice. I got David Lavid twice. Don't say that. Lily's on this call. <laughs> Don't use those words. Come thinking, on. I was trying to figure out how many real almost screwing uh, Don and David almost coupling twice. And I saw one in Windstruck, which is all set up. And, and I had forgotten we had done this. And maybe you remember. But we tried to get Howard Stern to do this dream of Donna's to kind of tell her to go sleep with you. And oh, Howard, yeah. Howard wouldn't do it, but we got Don Calfa, who played your landlord, to play Howard in the dream. It made sense in a dream way. And yeah. in the dream, I don't know. He had the wig on and the whole thing. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> the Martin family are with Howard Stern in his booth, and they're telling Donna, yeah, Donna should really do it with him. And, and I mean, it's, it's totally I totally remember that. <laughs> and you definitely should do it. And then um, we also see, uh, you know, later on, they go to the Chinese restaurant and Everything points to him doing it. Like he gets the lucky uh, fortune cookie. He throws it in in the lucky uh, the the fountain, and and somehow it doesn't happen. But I remember they again. It was a sweeps episode, and they promoted it like someone's going to lose their virginity tonight. <laughs> right. Right. Watch the show. Yeah. But also in that episode with Ariel, you get this incredible moment. Right. Uh, there's yeah. baby face in a video yeah. clip. Uh, what was that like, man? That had to be pretty incredible. That was really, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was really cool. I had, um, I had already been recording my album at that point. And Babyface was the biggest producer on the planet at that moment. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was top of the world. He was doing Boys to Men and TLC. And he was, he was doing everything that you can imagine, you know, Tony Braxton. And uh, he was, he was producing everything. Um, so I, I randomly ended up meeting he and his wife. And then I was recording this album and I remember talking to him. I think Chuck and I had talked about it or it might've been Larry. I don't remember, but it was like, Hey, you know, should I go to, to Kenny with this idea? And, and, and so we kicked around. It was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And so I went to him and I was like, Hey, do you want to come do an episode of the show? Yeah. And uh, he was like all for it. And it was, I well, he really thought he came into the office. He was great, and you know, you're you're talking. I mean, I was a huge fan of Tony Braxton, and and yeah. the others were, were were terrific too. But you know, he was very smart. I mean, he was entrepreneurial, yeah. very nice guys. His wife was beautiful, one of the most Crazy. beautiful women I've ever seen at the time. Yeah. And um, he, you know, he he wanted to cross over. Yeah. So our our audience was not his audience yet necessarily. So yeah. it was a real good. Uh, you know, really good synergy, as they would say back in the day. Well, and I remember doing too, the show. song. I remember the song that uh, one of the songs that he performed. Um, the cool in you was the one he was. The cool in you, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, was that was that was a big. He he had like he really did well on the pop charts and everything when when that episode aired. That exactly. was yeah. that was a huge a huge step for him. So it was a big thing for us. I remember being super nervous when he showed up to shoot because we. Uh, you know, he's there and we have this whole like fair set and, and then the stage and everything, but it's 
baby face showing, you know, so there, there's that part of you that's like nervous. Like, is he, you know, is, is the stage set up okay? And is he comfortable doing this? And, you know, I kept worrying that we were going to do something and he, he would walk away. Um, but he didn't. That's very so, cool. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was really cool. And, and he, super nice guy. I still, I, I, I still talk to him every once in a while. Kenny, super nice guy. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an absolute time capsule for that point of the show and that point in time. I, I mean, he was, when I say like king of the world at that yeah. point, he was really king of the world at that point. Like he was, he was the top of the game. And that was, that was the crossover for our show between television and music. Like that was, that was the big binding thing. I, I kind of feel like at that point, once he did it, then everyone else was like, I want to do it also like that, that just kicked down the door for, uh, for much more of a, a music, a musical sense of what, what we were doing. I'm going to let Lily ask some fan questions, but before that, I want to ask you about this person too. Oh, about Kathleen. Kathleen yeah. Robertson. Yes. Now okay. before I get to this, 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 Larry, have you heard from Kathleen? Uh, unfortunately I have not heard from Kathleen. I assume she's, very busy in quarantine, and it just is not getting back on this. I know she wants to do the show. We have a campaign going to get Kathleen Robertson on the show. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So you know, the All fans right. have been messaging her and whatnot. So here's tweeting a her, tagging her. And if the reason, and if the reason you're staying away is because of me, only Larry will do the show. I promise. <laughs> I'm sure that's something. But anyway, Brian, do you have something to say about Kathleen? Kathleen was awesome. That, that, that whole storyline was, she was, she was a great like team player. I mean, they, it, uh, we had some ridiculous stuff to do sometimes and, and, and sort of the comedy torch passed a little bit when David and Donna weren't together and you had Claire and David together. Like she, she really embraced the comedy side of it. And, uh, and she was, she was completely on board. She never, never complained about stuff we were doing. Like she really, uh, she was a hundred percent present and she's, she's always has been and always will be. She's a really good actress. And, and so it was, it was really fun working with her. She was we great. all love her hair here. And that's why we really want to do one of these. You all love her, her hair. <laughs> here and her hair no, okay. your choices but uh yeah uh yes kathleen please so hopefully that will happen lily do you have any uh fan questions for brian i have several, several. okay i figured but i'd like to start with a confession and tell you brian i love you i have dreamt about you <laughs> what? i have written about you oh, in my lily. diary as a Stop teenager it. i just have to <laughs> really <laughs> She's watching right now and she wants to know, she wants you to know that you were the guy that she wanted to always dance with. Um, and her question is, what were your plans for your music career while you were on the show? And was David's music written by you? Good question. Uh, yeah, that is a good question. Um, so I, I come from music. Like my, my father is a professional drummer and I went to school music academies. I, I always had, until I became an actor, I, I assumed that I would be a drummer in a band. Um, 
that that was sort of I was in like marching band and jazz band and I did I did all sorts of stuff. Um, the music the music on the show, yeah, I I wrote a lot of, but it was it was, and I don't know if Chuck totally knows. Uh, we we touched on it a little bit, but it was that was a that was a really um, that was a tough thing for me because uh, you know when when you're working on something, you try and distance yourself from it and create like a sense of, okay, this is me at work. This is me at home. And when the two started melting together and becoming one, it was really hard identifying who I was and who that was. And it was really hard for fans as well to, uh, to, to separate the two. Um, I did my, I did my album and, at that point, people really just weren't receptive of the of the idea of like crossing over and doing anything else, especially in in hip hop and in the in the um, the musical form that that I that I chose and that that I was in. Um, but yeah, I did I did write a lot of the stuff for uh, for the show. But that was we really um, we really had David in mind when we did it. I mean, there were there were songs that I wrote and. I remember working with Larry Mullen at the time and, and he would, he would come to me with lyrical rewrites because he, he wanted stuff to be uh, to fit the show more and to fit the story. And like, Oh, well, you know, David can't sing a song that had, that might have something to do with Donna, but have it be, have it be about this. So it was very, it was, it was tailored for that. And, you know, and, and people, uh, people aren't as, as aware of that. They, they assume that, the stuff I was doing on the show was my own music. And, and I think it's very apparent from what the album I released to, to what we did on the show, that that wasn't the case. Did you write, uh, keep it together? Yeah, I did. I recorded, I recorded, keep it together at my house. I played every instrument. Um, so I, I created it and produced the whole thing. And that was one of those. So, it wasn't originally called keep it together. And that was, that was a Larry thing. That was like, uh, it, uh, he, he came back and he was like, yeah, these, these lyrics don't, don't work for, for this. And so I was like, all right, fair enough. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, he wrote, he rewrote what, uh, what I had, I had written. Um, but, uh, but it, it worked for the show. Larry, do you remember some of that and having that need to be filled? Um, I remember we have to serve the show always, you know, so yeah. I mean, if it was going to be music. We needed to, you know, have it to be the right music, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I, and I, you remember, know, I, I remember it. This is, we're talking about the one from the squash it episode, right? Is not that, yet. No, this is, yeah. And then I think later on we had a song when Brian was, uh, that's the one that's was, keep it together. A couple of, there was a couple of things we did music with. I remember another one also, um, I can't, uh, I, I, well, I can't remember the episode though. Because that's our, as we talked about, you mentioned the name, Brian mentioned the name Kenny Miller, and he really was in charge of the soundtrack and the music and yeah. the fact that there's no music now, he's the one you should be talking to. Um, but anyway, he, made the deal. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he was not a fan of hip hop. And so, you know, I remember. Like, really? Oh, I remember playing. Hip hop, though, wasn't, nobody was a fan of hip hop. And he said, well, it, for our ears, you know, the, the, the yeah. privileged people here. You know, it was it was hard to to know what to, you know. It was. He, I remember him calling it dirge like. 
know, there's no beat because it didn't have beats. You know, it I've never heard that. It was more of this thing, you know, and we were more of this thing. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, I, I remember when the show was going, it was much more um, Jason and Jenny. It, it was much, it was much more of an alternative vibe from everyone. Totally. Like there was, it was much more rock oh, yeah. and alternative. And, and so I, it was it was a big thing for me that that I was allowed to sort of champion what I listened to at the time because I know I know at first Aaron was really was really against it because he a big thing for him was to not do anything that dated the show. Correct. I remember when I had when I had earrings, he was like no earrings because that that's that's a timestamp of when it was and and I just didn't give a shit. So I wore I wore earrings anyway, and he was like, "Damn it, you know, I hate that kid." <laughs> but yeah. uh, and, and and that's so he it sort of, but I think it dragged him a little bit into uh, what was happening during the '90s during that time, yeah. and and I think and I think that's a huge. There we go. That's the squash it episode. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. get. I was gonna go there. Yeah, but sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. I yeah. the point too quick. Sorry, but um, <laughs> oh, Pete, Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm all over the place here tonight. Hey, uh, Lily, do you have a question about this? I know we had him here last week, right? I think you had a question. I do. You up? Yeah, I do. So, Brian, uh, yeah. this question is from our fan, our viewer, Zara Brown. She also wants you to know that David is her favorite character, and she loves your dance and your music. She also has much respect for the character because of his growth, and she would like to Thank know. Uh, last week, we had Viceless Shannon on the show with us, and he shared many great memories of you. What was it like working with him in the episode Squash It? So, we we knew each other before the episode. So it was, it, he was somebody that I had in mind when, when they were casting. Um, I don't think I was responsible for him auditioning and going in, but it was definitely something that, uh, that I hoped for. He, he was fantastic. I, I mean, I've, he's done tons of work since then, but he, he, uh, he was great. I mean, we were, that was, that wasn't an easy episode I and mean, that was, mm. That was we were dealing with a lot of stuff, and that was um, race stuff, and all of that was my desk is falling apart. Um, <laughs> race stuff, and all of that was uh, it, it was it was at a real sort of it, it felt like a, a boiling point at that point because you know hip hop was coming up, and and and, and so it was forcing popular music to to. Uh, uh, to sort of go into that urban market. And so then, then the urban market in crossing back over, it was a, it was a very uh, uh, tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, and I think he did a great job and I think the episode was written uh, really well for the time. I mean, it, you got to realize like, you know, standards and practices during that time was, was, was tough. It was, it wasn't easy to get away with stuff. And, uh, and, and, and Chuck and Larry really tried to push the envelope mm -hmm. weekly and, and do and, and get away with and do what we could do. Um, I, I, got, I actually got along really well with the standards and practices. Sales department, that's a different story. But the huh. standards and practices, <laughs> you know, they at least they were clear. Um, right. You know, but there were some topics we, we talked about this with sexuality, you know, the right. you know, anytime we would introduce anything. Where that we might, hey, let's have a gate. Nope. nope. Right. Yeah. You know, different right. era. You know. So. Right. 
And last week we did an episode all about, uh, you know, how 90210 covered racism and, and whatnot and how they were always sort of forward about trying to tackle it, especially the couple episodes that we mentioned. I know it's important to you, too. Um, do you have anything you want to say about that? We didn't have you here. Oh, are you speaking to me? Yes, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, looking at you on my screen. I'm like, I don't know what the boxes look like, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I racism is a big one for me. I, I mean, I, civil rights is, is a big one for me. Um, I, I think, I think this whole Black Lives Matter movement right now is is great because it's 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 continuing a conversation that needs to be had. But I think it's a much bigger issue than just that. Um, but I think that's been a great that's been a great. Uh, great way of opening the door and, and the conversation and keeping it going. And, and, and so, you know, I think, I, I think it's one of those things where the more we can talk about all of it, the, the better, um, people, people conversing and, and sharing their views on things and, and really understanding each other and asking questions and, and being willing to answer them and not get defensive about them is, uh, I think is, I think at a time right now where everything is so polarized, it, it's it's nice to see and it's important. And I think um, I think what's happened lately with, uh, with with racism is 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 really unbelievable due to the fact that it's 2020 and this is yeah. not anything that we should be we should be dealing with at this point. And I, I feel like. I feel like I wouldn't say now more than ever, but it's, it, it's absolutely relevant right now. And, and I think there's hope in the fact that like when you watch these protests and these rallies and all of that, that so many more people um, have gotten on board and, and, and seem to get it and, and seem to want to lend their voices. And, uh, and I think it's important. I think it's, I think it's important uh that we as, as Americans and, and as citizens of, of this country and of the world, that, that people are all coming together and they're finding this, they're, they're fighting for this common bond, which we all have, which is that we're all people and we yeah. all deserve the same rights and the same, uh, the, the same respect. And, and we all, we all live on this planet together. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I think it's, I think it's a it's a crazy time right now, but I but it's I'm I'm excited for the the prospects of it, the possibilities of it. Lily, you have anything else? I do. <laughs> uh, okay. This one's from Lily. Melanie Rose. <laughs> Melanie Rose wants to know which of your on screen relationships had the most real life chemistry. Ooh, juicy. Uh, That's a juicy question. Yeah, I think I think Tiffany and I. Because we were, because that was a real relationship. Um, and, and we had been, we were, we started dating well before she was doing the show. There she is. Yeah. So uh, it was, you know, that was a, that was a weird time. I mean, she came on the show and, and we, we broke up not too long after that, not blaming the show, but sort of blaming the show. Sort of. Well, I mean, I don't know. Ronnie and I, you were here, but in absentia. We, we both said, even you and Absentia, we both said, I had no idea you guys were a couple. <laughs> they didn't tell me that. They told me, here's this girl. She's in uh, 
she's really cute. Oh, yeah, she is. And she's in uh, Saved by the Bell. And she wants to do the show and meet her. And, oh, yeah, she's great. She auditioned. She's great. She gets cast. And then somebody comes to me and says, well, you, know, you know, you should have told Brian. Why? So, they so, so in, I'm the so, first to admit it and the last one to know. Okay. So, so uh, she, Tiffany had auditioned for Models, Inc. before 90210. The, the, the spelling show that he, that he did. Um, and that didn't work out. And, but Aaron really liked her and he called me personally and he was, and he's, you know, he said in his own Aaron way, which we, which we know, he was like, babe, you know, how would you feel about, about uh, Tiffany coming on the show? And, you know, but I assumed that it was for an episode. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was as a, as a, as a series regular. So it was, it was hard for me because that situation, you know, at that point the show had had really blown up and was big. And, and so that was, again, that separation thing that was like, okay, this is me at work. And then this mm -hmm. is me at home. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, my, my living girlfriend has a dressing room and is working with the people that I've been working with for three years or four right. years. And so it was, it was strange. And I remember like, I, I remember that was, that was the first relationship that I had been in with Tiffany. Um, and, and so I, you know, I was going through the, the normal, I, I assume maybe not normal. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jealous by, by nature. And so I'm learning that now. Well, you, so, were, thank you. you were 22. You were 22. I was a kid. 23. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a really young guy. I mean, you know, I don't even, I don't even, was I that old? I don't even think. I, I, well, we brought her in in the fourth year, so we brought her in then in 1994. Guys, then you're broken up. I was like 20. You're broken up, and then they put you together as a couple mm -hmm. on the show. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. It was very well. So leading up to that, they had put her with uh, every other guy on the show. <laughs> she was. She was with Dylan. Dylan. She was with Jason. She Ian. was with Ian. She <laughs> was with. Noah Hunter, she was literally with everyone on the show. And I was like, this Amy, is super uncomfortable. With Ray. <laughs> yeah. This is not this is not normal. Um so, so yeah, I, I'm trying to deal with the breakup and you know, and all of that. And then yeah, they put us together on the show, which was it was odd. It was you know, we had we had the history of the of our relationship and what we had together. Um and then we went through that whole period, our our you know, within our personal lives of like trying to distance ourselves from each other as much as possible, but still seeing each other every day at work. And then you pick up the script and it's like, you know, David and Valerie. And I was like, son of a bitch. Who wrote, who wrote this? Where did this come from? Now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Rosen move. I was gone. I didn't do it. I, you know, we, you wrote out of, you know, vertically integrate the characters. So eventually you run out. I was saying Larry, to people talking before. in circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love it. You know, ultimately, I was saying we, you have to make every character bipolar because you have to take them all the way down. You have to bring them all the way up so everyone yeah. becomes the kind of a bipolar character. Ultimately. So you have to break them down and then build them up who you want them to be. Huh? It's, it's almost an abusive relationship. It was good though. I mean, I, I saw the Le the Lovers Leap show where you kind of stop. Uh, she stops you from. Uh, you stop her from. I'm trying to remember which from one. Jumping. No, she stops you from from throwing yourself off. 
because about your it's, it's the end of your mother's story. Oh yeah, God, I remember that. And, uh, which was pretty good. I mean, actually, you kind of play <laughs> off all this mental illness. Yeah, and uh, you're on the you're on the bluffs of Santa Monica, and it looked pretty hairy. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember shooting that. Yeah. yeah, looking down on the highway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We talked about this scene. Uh, I want to see if you remember it. I'm going to play a clip, which we'll see how that plays out. But here we go. Uh, do you remember doing this? I don't care what you do. But if you don't stop giving your drugs to my sister, the only thing you're going to find up your nose is my fist. A little oh, yeah, with Jason. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I always loved that moment. I always felt like that's when David became like you're not going to fuck with David anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we went from, Listen, the- man, you write me as a badass. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it all day long. I'll but win we every fight and write it that way. We went from but here. then you see me. Yeah. You see me in that shirt and you go, yeah, that dude's not winning any fights. But there, <laughs> damn, what growth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, 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 the character's growth and what you brought to it as you, uh, as you sort of acted in this part. So Lily, got any, any other ones that you want to throw I, at him before we wrap more. up? It is um, Lily. So- Speaking of growth, um, Beth, Beth Wiederspoel wants to know, as someone who was on the show for the entire 10 seasons, what is it like to to see your character's growth and the actors evolve? It's a great question. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if Chuck and Larry had much of a choice. I don't think I had much of a choice. I mean, I, you know, I when we shot the first season, I was five, six. And when we came back for season two, I was five ten. We went we went from like Ian used to pick me up by my neck mm-hmm. to I was his height if not taller. And, and so I think that it, I think just me being the age that I was sort of forced the hand of people to to write the character the, the way he the, the way I was growing. Uh, I think. I, I think if I had stayed five six, it would have been a very different uh, situation for David. Um, so I think you know I think I think that I think that really forced the hand of of what was done um, because it was sort of like okay how like how are we going to explain this like you know I shaved my head it was like okay well so we have to that has to be written in somehow and so right. I remember like you know. Jason had little stabs at me because I know it was an Aaron thing of like, you know, damn it, you shaved your head, you know, babe, what are you doing? You know, it's all, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, go, go fuck yourself. It, it'll, we'll be fine. Right. So, uh, it, but it was, it was that like rebellious, you know, I was, I was a teenager and those are, those are the things that you do. And, and those are the things that I, uh, that guys do. And, and I was, it was a very, it was a, it was a really surreal experience for me growing up on the show. I mean, Jason and Luke and everybody changed a bit, but they, they had already gone through puberty. Like they had, mm-hmm. they had done that. So when they started the show, they, they were already past that. And I hadn't. So I went through all of that uh, on camera. And I think that you have to write for that. I mean, you, yeah. you, you can't, you can't ignore the fact that 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 that's going on. You have to, you have to work that into uh, into the character and the story a little bit. And you know that's and I, I think it was I think it was handled and done the best way possible. But it was it, it was it was ever evolving, and we had an ever evolving cast of characters, and it was it was not an easy job to to write. 
one of the things, and the one person that we didn't do a special on, because we didn't want this to go on for four hours. <laughs> right. But, Getting there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, was that you're, when, when we put Mel and Jackie together, yeah. it allowed you, who had this crush on, a kind of a ridiculous schoolboy crush on, on Kelly, Kelly Taylor, yeah. to, to really do a lot of work with Jenny. I mean, and you see by the end, you guys really were, at least in my five, in the first five seasons, you really did end up being a brother and a sister, even right. though they split up the parents by that point yeah. years before. Right. And so I always like that part of it too, you being a little pest with the camera and then you morphing into, um, you know, a vital voice in the whole. The tall guy group. with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, What'd you think? <laughs> a tall guy with a camera instead of tall a little guy, guy with a camera. camera. Yeah. Yeah. What about working with Shannon? Uh, I love, her so much. Go all love her here, by the way. Um, we do. Working with her. Um, again, I had known Shannon before we started doing the show. So neither one of us knew that the other person was cast. Um, we had, I had been doing Knott's Landing. She had been doing Our House, the, the show with uh, Chad Allen and, um, and, and Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Wilford Brimley. Oh, that yeah. one, yeah. And she had done Little House and all these things. Um, Shannon, Shannon's awesome. Shannon is, Shannon and I, and, and I just get each other. And so we, it, it's one of those, it's almost like a brother-sister relationship in that way. Like, I, I love Shannon. I would do absolutely anything for her. And and not not think about it, um, not feel like I'm doing something for her. Like it's you know I'm it, it's some I'm chalking something up, or it's like a, you know okay you owe me for it. that. That's just to me what you do, and and I know she would do the same thing for me and feels the same way for me. Um, but we've always we've just always gotten each other, always, and that's 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 nothing that. I, that, I mean, that is something that you can build, but it was really cool with her because we didn't have to. It just was mm -hmm. there. Um, Shannon's awesome. I love Tammy, Shannon. Tammy says, Brian, please give our love to Shannon. Lots of nice things are said about here on this show. So uh, Perfect. please do. They should be. Sh yeah, for sure. Um, Lily, I'm going to let you have one more, and then we're going to kind of wrap up here. So make it a good one. Okay. Um, Pressure's on, Lily. <laughs> oh boy, let's see. There's so many. Um, what is the craziest fan experience that you had during a promo event? Uh, God, honestly, so we did. It was it was early on in the show, and it was we were at this sort of fledgling point where we 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 were aware that people were starting to watch the show, but we didn't, we weren't aware of the magnitude of it. And we did, we did prom night at Disneyland as a cast. Uh, Jason wasn't there. Um, I think everybody else was there though. Uh, was Shannon there? I don't, I don't think Shannon was there either. Um, and to, to sort of, uh, to paint a picture of, of the time it was, like Wilson Phillips was big at the time. Right. Another another bad creation was big at the time, and ABC. so we ABC. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, so we did we did an appearance 
for grad night at Disneyland on the Tomorrowland Terrace. That's the stage that comes up out of the ground. And, uh, and so I remember it was really cool because we were in all sort of the tunnels and the stuff, you know, the caves underneath Disneyland. It was really, it was sort of like pulling the curtain back on the wizard. Um, so we were, they were bringing us on the stage and Wilson Phillips was, they, the stage had gone up for them. And so they were performing and we heard the crowd going crazy. And I just assumed like, Oh, that, you know, Wilson Phillips is doing another song. Like it's an encore. So we had this really ridiculous idea as a cast of like, Hey, let's hide. So when the stage comes up, there's nobody on it. Like, it, you know, it'll be funny because we didn't, at this point, we literally didn't think like anybody was watching the show. We had no idea. Right. And, and so the stage came up and we were all hiding and it was sort of this like cricket thing. Like, okay, the stage came up and it's empty. And then we all popped up and the crowd went crazy. And it was literally, it was like whatever move we made or thing we did, everybody was super excited. And that was the first moment for us of like, this is really something is going on here. This is much more than we, we thought. This is before we had been doing the mall appearances and all of that. And Luke had been doing stuff. And so this was, it was a real eye opening experience of this life had life had changed and we were we were on something that uh that really meant something to a, a large group of people and it was it was really cool so that was the that was the first of then many i mean we had we had all sorts of crazy stuff i and i and it went to spain and we like everybody has their mall appearance stories and their their traveling around the world stories and but that was that was the one that sort of started it all for me that was that the first was the time realized yeah yeah that was that was the thing yeah that was the time when i got i got up on stage and i thought like got like i can do no wrong for these people right now this is really this is really cool i mean you know up until that point you had seen that with like new kids on the block and you had seen you know news footage of them running and all these screaming fans chasing them and then you know them sneaking through chain link fences and and uh, all the fans and the hysteria behind it. And then all of a sudden to be in that position and see like new kids sort of go away. And now it was our time. It was like, right. how is that possible? Like this doesn't, I've seen all this and this, I wasn't in, how am I in this now? It seemed sort of surreal. Right? And for me being young, I really just sort of took it. Um, I took it for granted because it was, it was so surreal. It was really, it, it was an odd thing. It was, it was like being a fan of a painter and then all of a sudden you're his muse mm. and you're, you're like in his studio with everything that he paints and you're going, how the fuck did this happen? Like this is last week. I, you know, I was like hoping to buy one of his pieces and literally I'm, he, it's because of me that he's painting what he's painting now. It was, it was, it was insane. It was really, oh, it was a cool experience. Yeah, Let sure. me squeeze one more in since we're brought okay. up Disney. Oh, really? Um, one of our, you. you were told <laughs> one. One of our Instagram viewers, <laughs> Disney World Queen. She wants to know, what was your favorite oh, Star Disneyland Wars Oh, Disneyland Queen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly who that is. She was at my uh, my podcast this year, the, the live one that I did, uh, yeah. the one at Torrance High. I want to ask she's you. A, she's a travel agent. She, like, she does right. Disney events for people. 
I want to ask right. you, was there a question, Lily? No, or... don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has she a wants question. To know what was don't your cut her off. Part. Come on, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, she wants to know, what was your favorite Star Wars ride at Disney? There you go. Um, Rise of the Resistance is really cool. But uh, but Smuggler's Run, the the uh, the Millennium Falcon ride, like the the idea of being a Star Wars fan, and then all of a sudden you are seemingly piloting the Millennium Falcon, is really cool. There's something about I got to work like you know the the ship going into hyperspace and all. Like I was I I did all that. I was I was that I was the pilot on the right handling all of that, and uh, it, it's it's pretty cool. Very so, yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. You got Smugglers it. Run. Glad that we got that for you. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Brian, I think it's awesome that you came here and spent some time with us, man. Uh, I have to say, I try to say a little gratitude every week for things that are going on uh, for me. And I know oh, Lily, yeah. Lily dreams about you and all that stuff. And, uh, in, but in, in, in a way, it doesn't dream be... now. Dreamt then. Well, maybe, but we won't tell. Maybe uh, <laughs> But um, I will say that what I love about what you did with 90210 is that uh, you brought so much authenticity to to the to the character. Uh, it's it, it's a testament to uh, your acting ability and what you are able to do. Uh, I know as a fan of the show, I always relate it to the David storyline. Uh, I, you know, there was always, I always kind of felt uh, identified with uh, some of the things that he was going on, especially in the, the later years too. Um, so Thanks, I'm just so grateful it. for the work of what you did and uh, how you're able to, you know, relate and get people uh, through some very tough times through this character that you did all these years ago, which maybe sometimes is silly, but uh it's important to a whole bunch of us, and uh, I, I just appreciate, appreciate your work, and I appreciate every you coming on here. Do you want of to course. talk about your podcast real quick? And uh, I know Derek's amazing, and your show's amazing. I've heard some episodes. Yeah, killer, yeah. Man. I mean, our our podcast is silly. Like this is this is planned. We don't plan anything. Right. We, uh, we Derek and I literally we call each other on Skype and we record, and and so the idea is that you get about an hour of us just shooting the shit. And so it's supposed to feel like two old friends catching up uh, whenever we record. Um, but he's a he's he's a great guy. I met him. He was doing podcasts for a couple of the things that uh, that I had done with his podcasting partner at the time, Steve. Um, he's a super nice guy, and uh, we have we have so much fun doing the show. And he's he's really supportive of all the wacky ideas that I have. Um, and things that I'm doing, and he's he's totally on board with it. I've got these. Uh, I, I just recently printed up these these smag hats. These someone make America great hats, which we're selling oh. on the store, the uh, the the, the Bagpod uh, store. And he's and he was you know he's been on it and like totally supportive of it. And and, and whether whether his, those are his opinions or not, he's he's really he allows me to speak my mind and I allow him to speak his. And so it's a really cool, we have fun doing the show and we're, we're happy that all, uh, all, I think we're at 10 now, all 10 of our listeners are still listening. <laughs> so, awesome, um, yeah. yeah, it's good. Hopefully we'll oh, get... let me know when it is. I'll be number 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here. <laughs> uh, and if we, if we record ever again, then. <laughs> <I'll let you> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> 
And for the listeners of our show, of course, you can go check out some of our merchandise at the Beverly Hills 90210 showshop.com. And next week, Brian, we are talking with about uh, this incredible storyline. I don't know if you remember it, where uh, Brenda, Kelly, and Laura are all going out for the part in a cat on a, t- on a hot tin hot roof. Tin roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Absolutely. And we have Roy Randolph himself joining us next week. You're kidding. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's very cool. That's really cool. Um, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man. What, right. you when doing? do you want to come back? Anytime you want to come back, you're welcome. Well, now, now that, now that I, I have no problem apparently logging on and, and, and doing the show, <laughs> it, took me a minute, it took me a minute to figure that out. Darren, I don't know how it was for you, but it was, it was a little frustrating for me. I got... I got panicked Same. because I, I, I started, I gave myself 10 minutes. It was like, we were supposed to start at five. And so at four fifty I was like, Oh cool. I'll be early. And literally at like, you know, <laughs> five ten I was like, what is happening to the bitch? Yes. I don't have an account to even log in. Like, I don't you know. Well, I'm, do I before, do real quick before you leave, you know what you didn't have. Hang on. Oh man. Internet in a box. I'm saving up for this. You yeah. didn't have internet in the box. And maybe that, that, what's funny is that was that was at a point when remember when you would get uh, you'd go into stores and you would get the CDs of like uh, AOL, uh, yeah, of yeah. AOL, like you yeah. know, oh, hundred free minutes, and, and so you know, and that was a big that was a big thing. I mean, we laugh about it now because it's a whole totally. different world. That was a but, big uh, deal back then. I was happy. Was when a big I deal. Yes. Yeah. All right, my man. Thank you guys so much for being right here. Again, we'll see you next week uh, with more Beverly Hills 90210 show. Again, thanks for having Thank me. Bye-bye, Brian. Bye-bye, Darren. Bye-bye, Chuck.